When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Good morning. Listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. SCNZ Thursday, the 28th of April, just after 8 o'clock. You got Tony Kemp, you got Louis Herman Watt, you got myself, and you got Joe in the back room. Working both jobs. Kez is away sick. And Aroha is doing a fantastic job. Stellar job on the news. Good work, Aroha. Um, I'll just check the outside. I've got to have to move the cows after this. Just running out of a bit of pasture. <laughs> I mean, cattle. Cattle. So I'll just have to, uh, yeah, move the, move the electric fences and um, give them a bit more, bit more of a feed. Looking a bit bare out there. Anyway, coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk... A bit of rugby, a bit of the All Blacks. It is a big talking point. Uh, on Sunday, we had Ian Foster. He was on the breakdown. And, uh, well, he just spoke about something that's been on everyone's minds for the last couple of years, a bit of continuity in selections within the All Blacks team. Let's listen to what he had to say. You know, it's well documented. We've got some big decisions to make in the midfield. We've probably got some big decisions to make in the loose forwards. Um I'd also put the front row in that category as well. So you look at some of our loose forwards and some of the versatility we've got, the, the I guess the Ethan Black adders, the, the Dakira who's got it coming back, I guess the rise of Dalton has, has all added a little bit of complexity, but that, that's exciting for us. There you go. Midfield, loose forwards, the front rows, locks. Lucy, yeah, everywhere, everywhere. But I think <laughs> for me, Louis, they've, they've got selection headaches everywhere. But for me, the number one position they have to lock down is who plays 10. Who plays 10? Who leads this team to the World Cup? That is the question. Louis, you had something to say? Well, just, that's interesting, is he? Because that's not what Ian Foster's worrying about. I know. I know he's not worried about that, but probably because he's already got in his mind who's going to play 10. Um, but there is always that headache. And I know this is a, a topic that everyone wants to talk about. And for me, you've got to give that player time in the saddle to go forward and take this team to the next World Cup. DC did it in 2015. 
We had a dual playmaker at the last World Cup with Richie Moong at 10, Bodie at 15. That's not going to work. I, that is not an, a uh, viable option for them. So the, their number one decision is locking down that 10 position. And who is that? And if I'm going to pick that 10 right now, for me, it is Bowden Barrett. <gasps> it is Bowden. It is Bowden Barrett taking the team through to the next World Cup. I know you both like Richie Munger. Don't get me wrong. Richie Munger is a fantastic player. I can see him having a huge influence in that last 20. But if I'm going to pick the guy to take us through to the World Cup, it is Bowden Barrett. From what I've seen lately, he is he is on fire, mate. Like we, we, He kind of went away from the, the style of rugby that, that Bowden. Like he's had head knocks. He's had his injuries. Fair enough. But from what I've seen the last couple of weeks, what he's, how he's playing in that Blues outfit, Bodie, when he's on form, is unstoppable. He's two-time World Player of the Year. You don't get they don't give that to any old mug. You know you got to you got to earn that. So he has the credentials to take us through the World Cup, and then obviously the next one is midfield. Big big talking point. Does Geordie Barrett go to the midfield, or do they stick through to the to the you know the incumbents, which is David Harvey and Rico Iwani? That is the question for you, Kempe. If you were going to pick a midfield, where are you going? It's really interesting listening to, to to Ian Foster talk about the All Black team and and not really mention, I guess, is some sort of strategy that he's going into selection with. Because after after those games last year, you would have you would have thought that he was said, look, we we really need to pick players and go up to the Northern Hemisphere and compete because uh, we didn't do that last year. So when you're talking midfield, when you're talking ten, I th- I think the conversation for me is the, is more around the the resilience and the toughness of a side that can go up and deliver a, a full on frontal uh, contact attack in both uh, offense and defense and and sustain that for over eighty minutes because you know you're going to get that against South Africa. They're big and big and robust. Ireland come down here at the end of the year and you go up to the Northern Hemisphere for a tour, um, mate. World Cup wise, when you're naming your number tens in your midfield, at the number tens, it's not about the two number tens. They go, but who's the backup? You know, we got we got Beaver here. They got called called off a off a white baiting trip to come and kick the winning goal for us in a World Cup. Like, who is the backup? And the and the what about the midfield? Is mate, you, I think you have to have Geordie Barrett in the midfield. Mm. Okay, Kimpy, a couple of things there. Let's let's get. You're talking about power up front. Breaking news right now: Joe Moody is out for the rest of this year. So our most experienced prop is done for this year with an ACL injury. He is not in a good way, so he won't be playing rugby. Ian Foster made the point about uh, uh, loose forwards and props. So he is on. Where, he is going where you are going about muscling up with the Northern Hemisphere. Izzy is concerned about that you need to build that pillar at the first five position, and I think that Ian Foster and Izzy are both right. I think they are both the two cruxes of what the All Blacks are going to come up against. The other thing you wondered, Kimpy, is is there a strategy heading into the World Cup? Well, Ian Foster actually spoke exactly about that. But first, 0800 150 811. That's the Kennard's higher phone line. Joe Moody's out. Props, loose forwards, and first five. Let's narrow our search. Props, loose forwards, and first fives. Muscling up and then that show director. Who is running the cutter? Who is the quarterback for this team? That's what I want, and we need your help. 0800 150 811. In the meantime, Ian Foster talking about that strategy. I think if you look at a normal World Cup cycle, you, you normally spend two years, I guess, really cementing your your culture, your team, your plan, 
you then you, you spend your third year really building your depth and, and honing it down. And then your fourth year, you just go and do it at a World Cup. And we probably had to flip that over a little bit, JK. Like the first two years with the circumstance we got dealt with, we really, you know, we, we basically had to leave the shores with big squads. So we've we really had a depth strategy the last two years. And, and this year, we've got to hone that right down. So, you know, in many ways, whilst picking the 30, 34, 36-man squad is... Um, is going to be tough and it always is, but a lot of our energy right now is on the combinations within that. It's within the 15 down to the 23, because this year we've really got to, I think you'll see us focus more on cementing combinations and having a bit more continuity in how we select the group. So that's Ian Foster talking about last year and the challenges moving into this year. Daggy, you'll have a really interesting perspective on this because of your experience in 2014 and 2015. In the year before the World Cup, do you really get a sense of what the combinations are looking like? Yeah, yeah for sure. You, you, like, I think the, the, the situation that I've had, I've had so, many, so much talent coming through the ranks. It's not a, you know... It's a it's a good thing that New Zealand has. We've got we've got depth that can match anyone. Um, but the situation that has unfolded for the All Blacks is that they have too much talent. They've not given players continuity time in the saddle to grow those combinations. So the, we're a year out from the World Cup. Ian Foster is saying the right things. He needs to build those connections. He needs to give to, uh, guys time in the seat, time in the saddle, to build those uh, connections. So I'm loving what I'm hearing with the continuity style of play. One thing I want to uh, add to that, and I spoke about it before, look, they're both going to be there, Kempe, you spoke, you spoke about it, and who is that third person? I'm trying to think, and I'm, I'm probably going to go out on a limb here, and you've got to remember that um, Damien McKenzie is coming back from Suntory. Is he potentially that third guy who can play 10, cover fullback, a utility-style guy, or do we stick here to show faith to the ones that have stuck around, your, your Joshuanis, your Stephen Perofetas, who Stephen Perofetta has been outstanding as well. I'd, I'd I'd expect him to be in the wider, getting an opportunity in that in that group somewhere or thereabouts. But um, yeah, a year out, Louis. Yep, building continuity, growing those relationships and those connections is what Ian Foster is going to do. And I'm expecting, and I've spoke about it before, that Bowden Barrett will be given the reins. Love it, Izzy. Jade on 0800-150-811. You are right there in Heartland of Sam Kane, Hamilton. What do we need, and what does Ian Foster need, man? I agree with Kempe. I think Geordie Barrett needs to be a 12. Um, just his physical presence. Uh, he's immense on defence. Um, mm. And he's, you know, he's got a good passing game, good running game. He's got that kicking game, which I think we lack sometimes. Um, Bowden Barrett has to be a 10. And I also think we just need more go forward in our forward pack. I feel as though Adi Savia is like that kid in your under-10s rugby team that is your superstar and, and, and everyone just wants to give him the ball so he can do as much damage as possible. We need more Adi Savia-like players to get more go-forward. And once we get more go-forward, then, then obviously the backs are they're going to operate the way they should be. But without that, mm. that, that ball, it, it just makes life really difficult. Um, and I think we've seen that over the last couple of seasons, that our back line's just not functioning the way, the way it should be. Um, but, mm. yeah, that's my opinion. Mm. Hey, Jade, um, just a quick question. Uh, a number six role, Shannon Frizzell is injured. He's out. So who do you see in that six role for you? Can Ethan Blackadder fulfil that go-forward role that you're talking about, or is there someone else in the books? Can Akira Ioane, coming back from injury, reinvigorate his career or his style of play and get back to where he was? Uh, I'd like to think so, but 
watching the Super Rugby, I'd be inclined to play Artie back at seven, and, and I quite like the likes of uh, is it Peter Gusakula. Um, yeah. You know, great great athleticism, goes forward every time he touches the ball, and he's just a real big body. And I think that's what what the All Blacks lack is, is just real big human beings being on that field. And mm. I think that's sort of what's undone us over the last couple of um, games up in the Northern Hemisphere there. We just we just don't have big bodies. Dang. Peter Gasol, call him, mate. He has been outstanding this year, Kempi, for the Chiefs. And he's, mm. his name's been ringing about for a while now, the last couple of months. People talking about Peter Gasol, call He's a... A big man, he's number eight. So that he plays eight. Artie goes to seven. Who's at six? Sammy Kane, Dalton Papali, not even anywhere near it. Wow. Yeah, Blackett. I, and I love Blackett. I, I think the the what I like about our callers calling in and, and mentioning a real simple um, fact that they need to go forward. It really doesn't matter who we've got. In those. Mm. We were talking about the 10s and the 12s and all that sort of stuff. If we're not stopping their go forward and going forward ourselves mm. and the comment about we don't have enough big humans like it's not just big humans we need aggressive humans you know what I mean like we need aggressive men to go up to the northern hemisphere and really rip and tear in and I think that's what's been missing like when I've watched the All Blacks last year on that that, hem- that northern hemisphere tour I got a call I got a call about that and spoke about the South African game and I said what the South Africans exposed was um, how to beat the All Blacks with real aggression. So you can expect when they head up there and play France and, and Ireland that they've just they've just watched the template. And what when what happened? They went up there and they did exactly that. So we need to mirror that. You know, it's 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 combating that, sticking in the game. I think the All Blacks have got all that as their, as their blueprint anyway. But we just need to go back to that basic um, collision space and win it. Yeah, I love it, Kempe. One name that you have to be, he'd be looking in the mirror saying, what do I have to do? I'm captaining my Super Rugby side before my 50th game and I'm dominating the competition. And that's Dalton Papali'i. And Dalton Papali'i has shown aggression and zest for, for the ball at breakdown time and then with ball in hand getting over that gain line. Zade on 0800 I know he's one of your favourite players. Can you see Dalton Papali'i in that All Black starting 15, mate? He should be. He's the best seven in the country right now. Um, he's a good young player. He's leading the Blues this year. Um, the Blues have only lost one game, so I think he's been a beast. Um, and I would I wouldn't mind a bit of a Tom Robinson at six. I reckon he's been outstanding, mm-hmm. even if he's on the bench. But I think you need to give him a go. He's um, it'd be good to see a, a big redhead back in the All Blacks. I don't know when the last ginger was in the All Blacks, but um, other than probably Finlay Christie, but just the player he is, I'd just love to see him get a bit of game time, and I'd love to see Artie still at eight. Definitely bowed in that first five. Um, and there's some good props. You know, you've got big offer Tonga Fussy if you want someone that's going to get you some go forward. You've got um, Kaunaka Tiafi, who is a beast. Um, Alex Hodgman, you've got, um, what's his name, George Bauer. You've got that um, Ethan DeGroote. There's so many different props, even without Joe Moody, um, for the All Blacks that are available um, this year. Great, great mm, calls, eh? Tom Robinson, the big red at six. The last player, I think, was James Ryan, played lock and, uh, you know, played about two tests and went, took up his career in law. Was the big man that used to play for the Otago team. Mate, great, great call today. Appreciate it, as always. 0800 150 We're talking all-black selections. Got a few texts on the text machine. Blackadder, Kane, because he's the skip, so he has to be picked. Savia, Soakula on the bench. 
Awi Rafi could be Vai at six. Kids again. That is from Brad. Yeah, Tupo Vai playing number six, which is probably his position. Look, they've got some big decisions to be made. Is Sam Kane? That's the number one question too, um, Louis and, and Kempi. Mm. They've got more captains than Captain America in the movies, mate. Like, <laughs> well, you know, like they're the DC comic. Hey, do you know so there's who actually is, there's who a, is a skip? Izzy, there's a theme here. They've got more captains in a DC comic, and they've got more coaches than the Warriors have had. They have got <laughs> so many, and, that, and that's a joke because no one can do that. But they've got uh, Ian Foster, Joe Schmidt. John Plumtree, Brad Moore, Greg Feek, Andrew Strawbridge. You've got so many coaches in that environment. That's even away from the selection. Ian Foster's the figurehead, but there's this real theme at the moment. It's resource. And I just still... You know, it's hard to talk about the All Blacks and talk about Izzy's era and the Dan, Ritchie, Conrad, Ma, Kevy, Tony, you know, Brad Thorne era, mm. Kieran Reid era. It's hard to talk about it and then put it in relation to this because everything seemed easy back then because we had all of these world beaters, all of these goats. Remember we did Goat Week, Izzy, and we spoke to Richie, Dan, and Ma in one week? And, and like, mm. you, you think back to that era and you go, everything made sense because those guys were generational talents that came around at the same time. That is not the case anymore. Now we've got a bunch of really good, really, really good players, but we don't have those players that pick themselves. And that makes the whole landscape so tricky. So this selection uh, is as his window cleaner turns up. Is it a good thing up. or is it a bad thing? That's, you know, that's, that's a question, eh? Like, you think back, one one position was being rotated and that was probably fullback and that was probably me, whereas the rest of the 14 were safe <laughs> and sound. But now we've got a situation where no one's really cemented their spot. And is it a case of showcasing we've got so much depth in New Zealand? No. Or we've just got no one really playing world best rugby and not really cementing their spot so or, or, yeah, it's, a, it's a situation Kempi or is it that they have become um, robots and are, are being judged on the statistics that they throw week in week out and being selected on that basis because that, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a true difference of a, a naturally gifted footballer like yourself is he and a player that just throws up the quality stats all the time you know, I'm going to go and pick you every day of the week. Yeah, and I know where you're coming from, Kempe. And just to answer your question, and 0800 150 age 11, is that a good thing? That depth, that even playing field? What do you think? Personally, no. I think you would want to be able to pick your team before you even have to look at form every day of the week because you know you can bank on those players. And we don't have it at the moment. So I know what I would prefer. What do you prefer? Double eight double three oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. We're going to be back. Pacing for Purpose, then Paulie Mawadi, more of you. Get in touch with us. 21 minutes past eight, here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.